0: hello and happy friday and also i guess happy august that really crept up on me <laughs> i don't know about you but regardless i happen to have a very special guest on today's episode her name is hannah ellerbrook and hannah is a seasoned social media manager and video editor with over half a decade of experience. In propelling businesses into the digital world. She specializes in broadening brand reach through strategic content creation and developing compelling personal brands. So my world and Hannah's world really collide when it comes to building brands and utilizing social media to broaden the brand reach. And one of my favorite things about Hannah is that she firmly believes that the key to Any business's financial success is already waiting on the platforms that you use every day and she really guides you, helps you seize these opportunities, unlock your potential and commit to the absolutely wild and fun, amazing journey that running an Instagram account for your business can do for you. I will say it might be handy to take notes while listening to this because Hannah shares so many juicy tips and insights into Instagram and utilizing it as a service-based business owner. So you've been warned. (laughs) Let's give a big warm welcome to Hannah Ellerbrook. Welcome to the Embody Your Brand podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Christensen, a brand strategist and creative director that helps service providers build high-touch brands that embody your mission, call in your dream clients, and amplify the impact you're here to make. From running a brand design studio to leading the creative team of an eight-figure startup, I've spent my entire career learning how to craft successful brands from the inside out. And now I'm here to share everything you need to know to build an in-demand brand. From strategic branding tips, to powerful mindset shifts, to conversations with guest experts, It's my intention to empower you with the most holistic resources and perspectives on branding so that you can build one that truly lasts. So let's dive in to the Embody Your Brand podcast. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, and I'm really excited to be here. This is my second ever podcast. Yay! I know, it's so exciting. And for my listeners, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen Hannah pop up in some of my content. We've done collaborations before, and I feel like the world of social media and branding really go hand in hand. And so I'm so excited to pick Hannah's brain further about building an aligned following on Instagram. So Let's just dive right in, Hannah, to your story. Give my listeners a little bit of background on who you are and what led you to become a social media manager.
1: Hey, I'm a social media manager and I run a management agency. I've been in the social media space for about five years now. I had built a personal training business online First, and then I made the transition to social media management. And I know that that's like completely different, but I actually went to school for marketing first. And I had made that decision that I Mm. knew I had wanted to run a business one day. Mm. So when I realized that I had a passion for helping others, that's when I went into the health space, but After a couple of years of doing that is when I realized that I wasn't really using my creativity fully. And I've gotten a lot of comments of people telling me that they love my content. And so when I realized that I had this skill set that could be better utilized somewhere else, that's when I made that shift. And I love what I do now because I get to be creative and I get to help my clients build, you know, a thriving business online. So now I help female service providers expand their brands through social media. I help them create amazing binge-worthy content, and I help them map out a plan for how they're going to attract more clients to their business. So... That's me and what I do in a nutshell.
0: Amazing. I know your content is so great too on Instagram. So everyone should go look up Hannah right now. I'll link her Instagram in the show notes. Um, But there's so many helpful tips. And I think one thing that's really interesting, and I feel like we've chatted about this previously, is building an aligned following. For service-based business owners, why is Instagram a good marketing platform?
1: Honestly, that's a really good question because there are so many platforms that you can be on to promote your business. Right. And a lot of business om- owners feel a lot of overwhelm trying to figure out where they belong. So let me just say this Instagram has some of the most valuable followers. And the reason for that is, in my opinion, um, the app is built around community. It's a much easier platform for starting conversations and collaborating. Instagram, Is also more of a search engine nowadays. So like if you need a hairdresser, then you go to Instagram and you type in Orlando hairstylist and you see who pops up. That's also why it's important to have your account
0: optimized so that people can
1: find you more easily.
0: You know what? That is such a good point because I personally have done that Mm -hmm. looking for different service-based business owners. Like back when I was in New York, I remember before I was starting this business, I knew I wanted some brand photos and I didn't really know many brand photographers in my area. (laughs) And so I went to Instagram and I typed in NYC brand photographer. And that's actually how I found Shelly, who is the woman who did my brand photos. So it's funny that you bring that up because I totally did that without Really thinking about it because you're mm-hmm. right. Instagram is a really helpful search engine, especially for visuals, because right. it's so visual heavy.
1: It really is for business owners. If you want people to find you and you want them to see your work, that is what it's for. People are going to go there. They're going to see what you're about. They're going to see what you do, um, and then they're going to make a decision on whether or not they want to work with you. But that's why it's important to have those keywords in your name, not in your bio in your name. So your location, if you're location-based and who you are and what you're about, because most people don't know your name. So they're not (laughs) going to search you by name. They're going to look for who you are and then they're going to decide.
0: You know, that's true too, because I've also had some inquiries because in my name, it says brand strategist and creative director. And I actually did have someone reach out to me a couple months ago who found me through Instagram by typing in brand strategist into, yeah, the search bar. So It is such a powerful thing to do once you optimize, like you said, your name and your bio with those keywords. Uh, Mm -hmm. Would you say too that hashtags would fall under optimization or help with the search engine aspect of Instagram?
1: It depends where you mean for them to be.
0: I would not put them
1: in your bio, but if we're talking about adding them to a post then yes. Hashtags mm-hmm. are definitely not dead. I know there's a lot of people out there saying that they are, but the reality is, is you can still search hashtags and people still follow hashtags. And it is still a keyword to Instagram. It's still analyzing the words that you're adding to a post to decide what the post is about. So don't just pick random hashtags, viral, you know, for you page type of like yeah. whatever hashtags pick ones that are extremely relevant to what the post is about. That way you can give Instagram the knowledge that it needs to put your
0: content in the right place and in front of the right people. Totally. Would you say, this is maybe putting you on the spot, are there any hashtags that you found are helpful for service providers? No, not necessarily.
1: Every every service provider is going to have different hashtags that are like specific to them and their industry and what they do. But then also every post might be a little bit different too, depending on what you're talking about. So, you know, if I was talking about Instagram engagement, that might be different than talking about planning out a content calendar or something like that. You know, in which case, you know,
0: I might have similar hashtags, but then kind of like those more targeted ones are all going to be very different. So would you say for the content itself, it sounds like the hashtags that we should be using should be directly related to our message that we're sharing and less so the more general broad things that we might include in our bio or our name.
1: Oh no, you can include some of the things that are in your name. So for instance, Mm -hmm. like I have social media manager in my name, but then I will often tag social media manager also like in my posts, because if anybody's searching for social media manager that helps Instagram know this post is... Social media manager, and it right. will bring me up when people are searching. So there's actually like a couple different things that you can do. So you have hashtags, and then you also just have like normal keywords. So you might think of hashtag. Well, hashtags are hashtags, and then keywords are everything else that's usually like written in your captions or like in your bio. It's it's just the text. It's the transcript. It's what you're saying in your mm-hmm. videos. It's all of the text that Instagram is picking up on to try to decide what this post is about. Okay. So like when you go to search something, you don't necessarily have to search hashtags. If you start to type in a couple words, you'll start to see just literally like Google, it'll start popping up. If I looked up, um, I'm working with an investor, you know, one of those, Mm -hmm. one of my clients, if I type in how to invest, it might come up saying on a budget. Okay. Then I can click that. And anybody that has said those words in their video, or has that written in their caption, or has probably a hashtag that says that is going to pop up in that explore tab now. Right. So that's why keywords are so important.
0: Mm, Totally. And it all goes back to that search engine aspect, which is so funny, because I had never made that connection until you said it. But that's so true. So then let's dive in A little bit deeper here and talk about utilizing that as a service-based business owner to build an aligned following. I guess I'd love to hear from you. Why is an aligned following important? Anyone can have followers,
1: but that doesn't mean that they're ready to hand you their hard-earned money. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you might find people that have like really big followings that aren't making any sales. They're making none. And then you'll find people that, you know, are under 10,000 or a thousand and they have like maxed out rosters. Like they, they're making six plus figures a year. So having an aligned following means that the people who are following you are interested in what you are offering to some extent. Okay. So everyone is in their own customer journey. Some people are a little bit warmer than others. Some might not even know what they need, but that is your aligned audience and you're bringing them through that journey because they're all there and they need what you're offering.
0: Right, I totally agree. And I tell my clients too, from a branding perspective, that can help you once someone finds you, let's say through searching something on Instagram or following a hashtag, or maybe you show up on the explore page Having your brand established and in place is going to help someone decide quickly whether or not Mm -hmm. this is aligned for them or something that they're attracted to. So it really is twofold. It's interesting to think about it. Okay, I want my content to be optimized for people searching and finding me, right, as a marketing tool. But I also want it to be branded and, you know, an accurate representation of me and my business so that when people do find me, they feel the connection and they feel compelled to click the follow yep. button, right? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, like a thousand
1: percent because there's a couple things here. One, your bio is what's going to make people decide whether or not they want to follow you, right? So if you have something super vague, you're not really like giving people anything to go off of. You kind of just sound like everybody else. You know, they might stick around to look at your feed then. That's kind of the second thing they look at. Okay, do you at least have good content and stuff that I enjoy? Okay, maybe I'll follow you. Now, if your bio is converting people because they're like, oh, this is me. Like This is where having a niche is really important because if you can get really targeted on who you're trying to attract, then that helps you make sure that the people that are, are coming in and following you are aligned. Because if you're super vague about who you're trying to attract, then the people that are going to be following you are also going to be unsure of whether or not they fit into this space, right? But if I am a personal trainer and I work with women over the age of 40 who have had children and want to lose, you know, the mommy weight or whatever, that's very specific. And that's only going to have mothers over the age of 40 that want to lose baby weight come and follow me, right? And it's going to turn away anybody that doesn't fit that. Okay? And then the other thing is your feed. You know, what your presence of what you're giving out to people. If people like look at your feed and they're like, "Hmm, this is like really hard to navigate. I'm really turned off by these graphics or the rest of their posts." Then that could be a kind of a make or break moment too, because people are only on your account for a couple of seconds. And I'm not saying that everything needs to be super aesthetically pleasing and you need to have an Instagram grid and it all needs to be perfect. But I do think that aesthetics matter to some extent, especially when it comes to creating a space that is easy for new followers and new viewers to engage with. So if I click into somebody's account, I mean, like think about TikTok, for instance, I just did a post on this. When you follow somebody on TikTok, Do you ever go to their account and then like try to go through their old content? No, it is lost. Once it's posted, it's gone. It's not evergreen anymore because I'm never going to find it again, right? Because it's not easy to navigate. But on Instagram, we have the ability to create thumbnails and essentially create a table of contents for our content. So if anybody wants to go back and watch something, they can. And it makes it super easy for them to do that.
0: Totally. You bring up such good points here. Service-based business owners are solving a problem for the people that they work with, right? And so likely when someone's searching for you or what you do, they have this problem in mind that they want solved. So I think it's really interesting. You could use your cover art for any of your reels or your posts, you know, the thumbnails, like you said, that show up on your feed to speak Mm -hmm. to some of those problems or maybe the, you know, the pain points, like you said, get really specific on what people are looking for, because there is a chance that they'll scroll through and maybe there will be one topic that really catches their eye and causes them Mm -hmm. to like go in. And then I think the cool thing about Instagram too, is you can just keep like swiping through people's content and diving in deeper and deeper and deeper and growing that familiarity, growing that interest in what you have to offer.
1: Yeah, I've literally, I cannot tell you, I've probably had like three or four people reach out to me that just, I mean, I don't know where, what piece of content they saw. And then they came to my account um, and and they started following me, but they'll reach out and be like, I just have to let you know first, your feed is like amazing that's why i followed you. But secondly, i just fell down the rabbit hole like going through all of your content. When you can very easily like go through somebody's content, it all becomes super evergreen and it's there for forever and it's just
0: a a resource for any new followers that come and find you. Absolutely. So, i feel like we've talked through some mistakes that people might make when it comes to building an aligned following on Instagram, but are there any other things that come to mind or things that you've seen, maybe your clients or just other people on Instagram that maybe they don't know they're making a mistake or are there any other common things that you've noticed? Oh, I mean, there's a lot.
1: There's a, there's a lot. <laughs> Tell but, them to uh... look we'll, we'll over a few. So um, the first one, in my opinion, is is making content with the intent of trying to go viral. It's Not the end of the day if you do go viral. And it can help if the content that you've made is consistent with the rest of your account. But putting out something that is unrelated to what your mission is can actually attract a ton of people who are not your line followers, right? Um, and people who don't want to buy from you, they're not interested in anything else that you're posting, and they maybe only followed you because they thought, you know, that one piece of content was really good. And this just it kills your engagement because they're going to completely forget about you. And then this is what we call like ghost followers. Like they're just never going to interact ever again. Okay. The other mistake I see is people not having a content strategy at all. Okay. An example of a content disconnect is people in my industry who do like strictly tips and tricks and that's fine but think about who you're targeting. Okay. Tips and tricks are going to speak to a DIYer, somebody who is not likely to invest in a high ticket offer because they want to do everything themselves. So if you have a small like monthly membership, then, you know, tips and tricks might be like totally up your alley because people that want to do it themselves would invest in something small like that. But if you're putting out a ton of tips and nobody's buying from you it's probably because you're attracting the wrong people, right? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that's been a big thing that I've seen in my industry. And I'm sure that this is similar in other industries is just not having a strategy and and making sure that the content that you're putting out is actually aligned with the people that you want to bring in to your business. Right. And how you want
0: to help them. Yeah, that's such a good point because I've heard multiple, and I feel like I wouldn't know your take on this, but I've heard multiple people have differing opinions on how much is too much information to give away and i think especially mm. if you're a newer business owner or trying to really grow your following i think some i've heard people say that you can never give away too much free information share 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 and then i've heard the flip side of that being like well there can be a limit to too much right and i think for example you shared uh one reason whereas if you're giving away all of your tips or what you do to help your clients that people can just implement then they might not see a need to buy from you or work with you yeah. but then you know the other party is like well no but that builds credibility so i don't know if you've seen <laughs> i have and i have an opinion on this yeah tell sure. me what that is i would love to hear it so
1: i would say that you can't give away too much information which maybe sounds like it's going against what I just said, but I don't think it is. So there, I think that there's a difference to this. So for instance, if somebody is selling like a low ticket offer um, and they are doing tips and tricks and stuff like that, I don't think that it's going to hurt to you know continue putting out lots of information and lots of tips and tricks. I don't think that you can give it all away. And my thought on this is... There is nothing original being taught nowadays. Like, let's be honest, we all know what we know, and we're all repeating the same thing, sometimes opinions, you know, but a lot of us are teaching the same things. And right. so, if I wanted to know something, I could just go Google it. What makes the difference is who you are. So, your branding, your voice, what makes you different, what differentiates you, right? So, like, people are still going to buy into you because. People are still going to buy into you. So even if you gave everybody everything that they needed, it's kind of like information overload, right? Right. When people need help, they need help. And it's not going to matter if you give them all of the tips and the tricks, they're still not going to know how to implement
0: it, which is why they're still going to buy from you. Right. And maybe that's that's the type of person too that- would benefit from hiring something like that out or working with an expert to help them implement these things. Right. It all comes back to getting really clear on who you want to work with because everything that you do from there is dependent on that. Your branding, your marketing, the content that you put out there should have these people at the forefront of your strategy. And so, like you said, it, it could be very dependent on, you know, who you want to work with, what stage they're at in life or business or whatever your niche is, the pricing of your services and all of that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Were there any other mistakes that came to mind or that you've seen? I mean, we've covered so many good mm. things so far in this episode. Yeah, actually, um,
1: this is another thing I've seen with past clients and people on Instagram, just in general, especially ones that like are kind of growing their following or have a bigger following is making content and like completely neglecting the engagement aspect. So Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, Instagram is a community-based app. So if you're just like putting out a ton of content but you're not responding to comments or DMS you're, you know, not trying to build connections in your industry, then you're missing out on this like huge opportunity to like, not only grow, but build a community that like wants to be a part of your business and also are your biggest fans. and like, want to tell others about you. So there's nothing worse than putting out content and people are commenting and you're just not giving them anything back. That makes people want to unfollow so fast or just stop engaging with your content, which then, you know, also ruins your engagement. It makes it harder for people to find you. So you have to remember that social media and Instagram especially is a two-way street. So you need to be also putting in the effort and reciprocating it back.
0: Right, that's a good point. What if you're someone that doesn't get a lot of engagement or comments on their posts? Or do you have any tips for how to increase that engagement
1: yeah so there's a there's a couple things that i feel like you could do so the first one is look at your content and make sure that what you're putting out is something that your audience wants to see, or if you don't have the audience yet, that you know the, the audience that you have in mind wants to see, right? Right? Um, because content will always be first. So if our content is not right, um, or we're not optimizing our content, then that could be a problem. Now, if you already have like a following and nobody's engaging, then this is where I would start to kind of nurture things. So nurturing like reaching out to um people that follow you you know whether you want to like start a dm conversation just hey you know just wanted to reach out and tell you you know thanks for the follow appreciate you being here you know start conversations with people um start putting more engagement pull like stickers in your stories especially if you know people are in your stories they're watching you they're just not engaging with anything, right? So start having them actually engage on that to kind of get them warmed up to then engage on your content. You know, if you see people engaging on your story, start going over those people's accounts, start commenting on some of their content, you know, and, and letting them know, like you're here to kind of engage back with them, that you want to build this community with them. And then I think just doing that over time, you're going to start to slowly grow more and more engagement, but also just, you know, if there are people in your industry or in industries that you want to work with and you like their content, it doesn't have to be something that follows you, you know, just be active on Instagram, show Instagram, what you're interested in and, and comment on those people's posts and let them know, like, you know, that you like their content and then, you know, maybe those people will come back and reciprocate on yours or, you know, maybe they'll want to work with you because they'll come over and be like, whoa, this is exactly what I needed. So,
0: right. And I feel like that makes it more personal too. Like it it adds that human element into it because yes, we're running businesses, but I think Mm -hmm. especially as a service provider and someone who helps clients themselves, that's what people are looking for and what will really resonate with them and and attract them. And I think just going that extra mile shows a lot because most people, like you said, don't do that (laughs) and don't put that effort into Instagram.
1: A lot of people are just kind of like putting out content and they think that, you know, it's all just supposed to work for them. And then people are just going to be like knocking at their door. Like, how do I work with you? But a lot of times it's, you know, putting in a little bit of effort and your content will take you so far. Like it, Your content speaks for yourself so that you don't have to speak to a thousand different people. But then you also do need to put in a little effort to engage with people. And because these people might be sitting there, right? They might be like, ooh, I love this girl's content. Like it speaks directly to me, but they're not taking action. And why aren't they taking action? It maybe it's not, you know, that they're not ready to work with you, life happens. People have kids, people have families, people have jobs, you know, they're busy doing things. And they might be like, you know what, I need to, I need to reach out to Jesse at some point, And they just keep forgetting, go start a conversation with them. Right. Go say, Hey, you know, I saw that you engaged on my story. I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you being here. And then they'll be like, Oh shoot. I've been meaning to talk to you. <laughs> I've been, I want to work with you. There you go. All you needed to do was open the door. And now there they are.
0: Right. Oh, this is so, so helpful. And you're already sparking a lot of ideas for how I can definitely use Instagram better. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's just so interesting to really think about the community piece of it, aside from the marketing piece, which I think there's so much focus on the marketing and community is important. Community is what helps grow and scale things in my opinion. So there are, I would say maybe three different categories of people that I've found work with me or are interested in branding. And mm-hmm. I would love to dive into each one of these categories and give like a specific tip for each person, because I imagine that if you're newer and starting a business you know, your strategy for Instagram or how you approach Instagram might be Mm. different than if you're more established. And so, yeah, when I think about the people that would most likely be listening to this podcast, I would say the first group would be someone that is just starting a business or a brand for the first time. I would love to know, do you have a specific tip for that type of person in business?
1: I would say for a new business owner that's starting an Instagram account, you need to figure out what you can sustain first. So a lot of times we get into this and we like, I'm gonna post two times a day, every day for 90 days and I'm going hard, you know, but you are a business owner and you are running a business and you're already wearing a ton of hats. So you need to decide what is sustainable for you. You can always build that over time. I learned this lesson very early on when I started my account, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I got the ideas. I'm just going to, I'm putting them out there. And then I very quickly realized like, Ooh, it's actually really hard to run my own account when I'm running everybody else's accounts. So sustainability, figure out what you can sustain. And then I would build out your content strategy and have a content idea bank that you can pull from. So this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to like make all this content right away. Although I do think that batching is important, but having like a place where you actually save all of your ideas. So when you're feeling creative, you can like knock out a bunch of content. Okay. And then also, just making sure that you've optimized your Instagram account to be discoverable. I would say that those are the biggest things. I would say don't get too caught up in the beginning with all those little tiny details because even the strategy that you put together in the beginning, you're probably going to change the further you get into it, right? You might even get more niche down the further you get into this. You might you know, start making content and... You start off with like a ton of B-roll type videos and then you realize that people actually like listening to you and they want more talking head videos and then you might change up your strategy a bit. Okay. So I would say, don't get like married to your strategy in the beginning within those first like few months is where you're really going to start to figure out what people are enjoying from you. And you're going to make those adjustments accordingly,
0: pay attention to your
1: insights. And that's how you're going to know
0: what you need to change. Right. Oh, that's so helpful. So from there, I would say the second group of people that I imagine would be listening to this podcast are maybe those that are finding themselves in a standstill or stagnant. Mm -hmm. Like they Mm -hmm. have their business set up. They have their Instagram account established. They have somewhat of a brand and they're not really seeing anything happening. Hmm. Would those same tips apply there or would there be something else that someone in that situation should focus on for Instagram?
1: I mean, some of those things will apply, but the biggest thing you need to do is audit your account. Something isn't working anymore. Maybe your content all looks too similar. People are getting bored. You know, it's the same B-roll videos over and over again without providing much value or solutions to your ideal audience. Um, That's just an example. So pull up your Instagram insights, take a look at what content has performed best for you. Make some more of that. Try experimenting with a type of content that you've never done before. This is just examples, but you could try, you know, doing lip sync video or a transition video or a green screen video or a talking head, something that you've not done before. Start putting out new content and see how your audience is engaging with it and see if they like it. Um, Play around with different hooks. Make sure that you're adding a call to action and you're telling people what you want them to do split testing is key though. Okay? So if your account was growing before and then something suddenly stopped, then that's where I would say your content is probably the problem here and that's where we need to be making tweaks. You can still look at things like is your account optimized, you know, do you need to make adjustments to your name or your bio or something of that nature, but I would say the biggest thing is is also just realizing that Instagram is always changing. So what used to be content that we liked a year ago is different, you know, today. Everybody was doing like Twitter style reels last year. And now you don't really see them this year. You know, pay attention. I'm not saying to hop onto trends, but when things die, you might not be able to revive them. You might just need to let them go (laughs) and then make some adjustments to what you're doing.
0: Right. I love that. So the takeaway there audit your account because there's some piece of the puzzle here or the machine that's not working properly. And once right. you can identify and address that, then you're likely going to see more results from the efforts that you're putting into Instagram.
1: Right. And, and, you know, just paying attention to like, who are you trying to attract and how is that content speaking to those people and their problems? And also realizing that sometimes it's okay for you not to be constantly growing because you have to realize too, that you probably are growing. It's just that you're also losing people at the same time. When I was a personal trainer, right? People would be like, my weight's not changing. And I'm like, well, but your measurements have, right? Like you're, you're getting smaller, you're losing fat, but you're putting on muscle. So we think about that in the same way of our accounts. So you're losing people that are not aligned with you, which is great because that's what we want. We want to get rid of the people that are never going to buy from you. Why, why keep them around? Right. But then you're gaining new eyes that are, you know, more aligned with the content that you're putting out now and maybe are better suited to buy your offer.
0: Oh, that's such a good reminder. And I think it goes back to a point that you said earlier about people may still be watching you, even if you don't get any interaction, Mm -hmm. even if you feel like no one is listening to what you're putting out there. There are people that may come out of the woodwork. (laughs) Yep. And, and want to work with you because you've been consistent and they've been watching and now might not be the right time for them to work with you, but that doesn't mean that that Never. time won't eventually come in the future. Right. So I do think that's such a good reminder to once again, not get too tied up in those numbers. I mean, it's important to be aware of growth, but it's also okay to be in a season of maintaining, right? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. because
1: even when you're maintaining,
0: like you're still growing, you know, you just have mm-hmm. to kind of shift your perspective a little bit. Definitely. Oh, I love that. Okay. And then the last group or category of people that I work with are those that are rebranding their business or pivoting. Maybe they're targeting a new audience mm-hmm. or like you said, maybe they, they've they really discovered their niche and have seen a lot of success in that and really want to drive that home. So what would you recommend for people that are rebranding or pivoting?
1: Yeah. So I would say like, if you're just changing the aesthetic of your account, like your just your branding overall, then I would keep doing what you're doing. You can, you know, involve your audience. If you want, you can get their opinions, you know, on, Hey, which one feels more like me? Like you guys know me, like get them involved in the process of the rebrand. But I wouldn't say that you need to do anything as far as changing your account. Um, if you are pivoting to a different niche though, like you're completely changing businesses, like like I did years ago, I started a new account, okay? You may want to look at starting over and I know that that sounds like super awful because I did that, but it's ne- it's necessary. It really is because you need to ask yourself if the people that are currently following you are in alignment with the shift that you are about to make. If they are, then that's cool, you know, proceed, you know, you can let them know um, that you're making this shift. If they're not though, start over because it really doesn't make sense to have a bunch of people that are going to be super confused with what you're putting out following you because they're not going to engage. And then they're and then they're going to have thousands of followers that are engaging with you. And, and that's worse than honestly having a hundred people following you where
0: like 50% of them are engaging with you. Right. It goes back to that (laughs) aligned, that aligned audience, right? Those people that are there, that would be great candidates for the specific offers that you have in your business.
1: Right. And then just, just make an announcement. Just let everybody know, you know, because if they love you on this old account, just let them know, Hey, this is what's happening in my business. I'm starting this new account. I would love for you to be a part of it. If it feels like, you know, it fits you, then come join me. And if not, then don't, you know, and that helps you to make sure that people are that are coming over and following you are aligned with you.
0: Yeah, I love that communication and transparency is key. I would even say even if you're doing like a more cosmetic update to your branding and you might not need to change your Instagram strategy necessarily. Like you said, I think it's so cool if you can involve your audience in that. If you do have, you know, somewhat of an audience built up or at least communicate the reasoning why, because not only is that going to, you know, help your audience understand why some of these changes are happening. It'll help them really feel like they can trust you and feel like you're going to keep them in the loop on what's going on in your business. And that's really what builds loyalty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think I love that you, you pointed out communication because that's such a big part of this.
1: Yeah. Like, because when you're a personal brand, they're buying into you, right? So they want to feel like they are a part of this journey with you. So yeah, bring them along, show them what you're doing and let them have opinions also, you know, I mean, obviously make your decisions for yourself, but like, (laughs) let them play into it.
0: Right. Well, I would love to ask you a little bit more about what you do specifically to help your clients. So I guess at what point Should a service provider consider hiring a social media manager and tell me a little bit more about how you help your clients grow on Instagram?
1: I never directly go into our process with the intent of growing a following or promising that you're going to go viral because we know that doesn't make you money. Um, and why would we spend so much time on social media just providing you know, free content if we didn't hope to also monetize? Right. So when we're building out your strategy, we're looking at who your ideal client is. Who do you want to attract? What are they struggling with? What can you offer that would solve their problems? And then we start building out your content strategy, keeping in mind the customer journey. So we focus on, you know, figuring out what your content pillars are, creating educational content. So, um, you know, this is where your tips, tricks, like valuable information is going to be. You're relatable. People need to feel like they can relate to you. So this might be kind of like your humorous content Um, or, you know, maybe also opinions. People can relate to you through what you're talking about building connection through storytelling, inspirational posts, selling the transformation, and then also behind the scenes stuff. So showing the process of your work. And so this is how we build out your strategy is we decide on the intent, we decide on your pillars, and then we help build out a strategy for you that makes sense to solve the problems of the ideal audience that you're trying to attract. If you have a new account, we always start with building trust by providing a lot of value and then after a few months is really where you can start to make that shift to trying to convert those followers into buyers now so once we've you know built out your content strategy then we start posting tracking your insights we figure out what's working what's not working we make adjustments and we help you from hopefully plateauing like we talked about earlier um but even if you aren't growing you could still be making sales so either way you're winning. But as far as when they should decide to hire a social media manager, I would say this is my criteria. So number one, do you already have an established business? Because hiring a social media manager is an investment. So if you're just getting started You may need to start on your own until you've built up the budget for it, unless you already have the budget, then I would say, you know, go for it. Um, Just understand that your social media manager can't be responsible for whether or not you're actually making sales on the platform. So, you know, we can only do so much, but we're not in control of, you know, if you're following up with leads, if your sales page is easy to navigate, if you have an offer to even promote because you can't rely on Instagram to pay you. So that's just something to keep in mind. I would say the second thing is whether or not you're ready to take your business to the next level. So for service providers, a lot of them, they have like expertise and they're doing really well in their businesses outside of social media. Right. And so when they come over to social media, we need to expand on that. And so that's kind of like the whole niche that I'm diving into with people is like taking these people that are just rocking it out in the real world and saying, how do we 10X this on social media for you? Because a lot of people will just, like I said, way early on, use social media kind of like it's just a resume. So I just kind of post here, there, my work, here's a client testimonial. No, like, and I've used this example before of like realtors, you are so good at what you do take that expertise, double down on it, create a course, coach other agents, diversify and use your social media to just expand out this offer suite that you have. So I would say somebody that is ready to expand their business, expand their offer suite, and not just maintain their account. There are This is actually something that people need to know about is the difference between a social media manager and a strategist Mm. is something that people don't really talk about. So a social media manager is going to be for the person that's really just kind of looking to maintain their account. So it's really just kind of like make the posts, post it for you, right? right? There's not a whole lot to it. Whereas a strategist is going to be looking at all the details, putting together the plan, giving you the strategy. They're going to be looking at the insights, the analytics, and be giving you, you know, all of the tips to tweak things as you go along. So you need to decide if you're going to hire somebody, who do you need to hire? Because a social media manager that's just managing is not going to do a whole lot more than just post on your behalf. And you need to have that expectation going into it. And this is why people will get thrown off too. And they're like, oh, well, I paid my, I paid a social media manager, you know, $200 and they didn't do anything. Well, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> right. So you need to decide like, what am I looking for? Somebody to just maintain what I've already created or somebody that's going to help me build something from the ground up. Okay. Right. Um and then obviously we're also going to just touch on the people that are wearing way too many hats in their business. So you are doing everything. You know, maybe you haven't built out this huge team yet. Your business is rocking, but you're just like I'm doing it all and social media on top of that. No thanks, right? So Bringing somebody in that can take that off your plate, so that you can put all of your focus back into your business, while you let the professional over here take care of your social media for you.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like it. There could be different phases of business where a social media manager or strategist could be really helpful, and it's just dependent, I would say, on what you have to invest in the service, and I think your goals, right? Getting clear on what you want to accomplish. Because I've realized, too, Instagram is so easy to just have and start up on your own. Yep. But what you do from there is a lot more difficult. So there are a lot of people on Instagram. It's quite a saturated platform. But, you know, if you're really looking to make that one of your primary marketing channels, then it could definitely be worth considering hiring someone to help you at least strategize at some point, you know, what what you want to accomplish for your unique business and how you can utilize and leverage Instagram to help you reach those goals. So keeping that strategic factor in mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I would also actually add to that and say too, if we're talking specifically about service providers too, is like, if you're a local business, you probably don't, meet a strategist because you're not going to be trying to grow a huge following or talk to everybody all over the world. Right. Right. So it really does kind of become more like a resume at that point, because you're not doing a whole lot with it other than just creating that portfolio, Mm -hmm. but you can also be a local business that's decided, you know what? I have this business here, but I want to take this expertise and do something more with it. That's when you might want to hire somebody to help you take
0: that vision and make it bigger. Okay. Right. Right. Definitely. So with that said, I would love for you to just tell my audience, like, how can they find you if, if they've been listening to this and are like, wow, you know, I would love to work with Hannah. Where can people find you? How can they work with you? Yeah, so um if you're interested in taking your
1: business to the next level, then you can set up a call with me at elevatedbydesign.com. So that's actually spelt like my last name. So it's E-L-L-E, elevatedbydesign.com. Um, and we can discuss if it's a good fit for you. And you can also follow me on Instagram at hey l.
0: Yeah, and I'll link all those in the show notes. Trust me, you'll want to follow her content. She is so unique. I would have to say, probably one of the most unique Instagram accounts (laughs) I've seen, but it totally aligns with who you are as a person and your personality, which I think is great. Like, you absolutely. You practice what you preach, right? So so she's just a she's just a fun follow, anyways. And you'll get so many awesome tips and tricks about Instagram along the way. And yeah, Hannah's just great. So everyone definitely go follow her and reach out to her. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Happy to share with my audience people that I really feel like are just rocking it in their industry and can be helpful because branding is only one piece of running a business, right? And there's I think that's one thing I love the most about. The industry that I'm in is I'm able to work and connect cross-functionally with so many other service providers and people that help business owners. And it's really cool when things can overlap and we can yeah. just like expand upon each other's stuff. So yeah, thank you that. again, Hannah, for being here. This is such a great conversation. And yes. I know that my audience is going to take away so much from this. <laughs> they might even I listen to this. it yes. again <laughs> and <laughs> write down some Take notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Yeah, bye. And of course, a big thank you to you, my dear listener, for following along the podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Hannah and found it helpful, I would love for you if you haven't already to give the podcast a five-star rating and of course, share this with someone that may need to hear all of these juicy Instagram tips too. I know I walked away with so much more insight and value into the platform and I hope you did as well. Alrighty. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate you and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care.